0: Listening to the Success Leaves Clues Podcast, where we're having conversations with regular people, doing out, out, outstanding and legacy-changing things in corporate America and entrepreneurship.
1: If you're looking for the blueprint to help you make less
0: mistakes on your journey to freedom and ultimate purpose, then this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Dr. K. Dr. K. Hey, welcome everybody. I have with me today, Nicholas Verley. Look, he's a brother of mine. He is uh, also an entrepreneur, helping people to actually find their way and become better entrepreneurs and better men in general. Isn't that right? 100%, man. Yeah. So what what got you into entrepreneurship? How did you become a, a, a person of business yourself? Yeah, I appreciate
2: that. Now looking at going backwards, it's like I never really thought my spirit would ever go this way. To be honest, I thought I was going to be dead by 30 and never married. And I got married at twenty, and I just turned thirty-one. So I'm like, whatever projection I had for my life, it's okay if you don't know where you're going, because that was my projection at eighteen years old. I grew up in a, in a family yep. business owner, so my dad was a business owner. He owned a carpet cleaning flood restoration business that he still runs. Notice I say business owner, not entrepreneur. Like he had like one vehicle mm. that he was like yep. focused on. He was growing that. He wasn't thinking of ideas. He wasn't personal development. He didn't have access to podcasts and things like this. And Things that I talked right. about that would, that would have changed my life. But My dad from a young age, he really showed me that if you could, money is really just the exchange of value. Like if you want to get money, really all it is is just solving more problems for more people or bigger problems for people. So you showed me that from a very yeah. young age that you could literally make money no matter what, as long as you bring value to people. And so the first way I did that was actually through through doing lawn mowing company. I was like knocking on doors. My dad used to give me scripts, so I'd have a script that I would read, and I'd go and I'd pitch people door to door. I started having kids pitch people door to door, and we just looked for crappy-looking houses, to be honest, like who had the overgrown stuff, who wasn't taking care of their yards. So it was kind of like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I was just wondering did you need help with any type of lawn care service? like, obviously your grass looks like it's never been cut in, the, in yes. its life. <laughs> it's to spot yeah, So I was like very young. I had like 3000 bucks in my drawer like that, like very much new. And I grew up in like 1200 square foot house. So it wasn't like I was like balling in the Beverly Hills neighborhood. I grew up in a 1200 square foot house in Southern California, inland Southern California. So a great area. Yeah. My dad probably bought his house for like 125 grand. So wasn't some crazy balling neighborhood. It was just again, hey, I, I have this problem. I know you can solve it. You can get paid to be able to do that, and that's what we did. And so that was my first introductory to it. But I really wanted to be a professional athlete. So I wanted to be a pro athlete. That's who I wanted to be. And my sport was actually motocross, like motorcycles under, so not street bikes, but mm-hmm. motocross. And that was a lot of my dad's mission as well. And my parents split up when I was four. So before that, I raced bicycles and I got my first motorcycle after my parents split up. But man, that really like threw like a big curveball in in what I'm doing. And this is like such a big piece of everyone's success is a lot of your development, de- developmental years are like four to eight years old. So my parents splitting up, it was yeah. like, I, I remember being seven and I wrote my first suicide letter. And I just remember both my parents wow. just hated each other. Like they did not like each other at all. But the only reason they ever had to communicate was for one reason, because of me. And it for just you. felt like, yeah. man, like, why am I alive? Like, what's the purpose of this? I'm getting in trouble. My parents are kind of like uptight. They don't like each other. And the only reason they have to talk is because of me. And so though I had these like entrepreneur influences, I also had a lot of these insecurities. I remember being uh, about about twelve years old, thirteen. And this was right after I had done the the lawn care business. I got really depressed, man. Just like so parents broken up and 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 just the pressures of the home i was like i don't want to expand this business like i'm done with it i don't care that much about making money like i don't really care so i ended up just getting rid of i didn't expand the business i just took my money and just sat there and was like what what do i need to do to really get my father's approval And i remember having this conversation with him it really was like if i were to explain it to the people listening there's moments in our life there's two different types of moments inconsequential and defining Inconsequential moments Mm -hmm. are the moments like what did you eat for breakfast? If it didn't if it's not something you'll remember in ten years, it's inconsequential. It doesn't really matter. Whether you ate Fruit Loops or Cinnamon Toast Crunch when you were a kid, it doesn't really change your life. And then you have these defining moments that shift your life forever. And my goal is to have these positive ones, but this first one that I had was negative. Told my dad, I want to be the best motocross racer in the world. And I just wanted his approval. I remember him looking at me and he said, Son, I I don't think you'll ever be the best. And it crushed me, man. Mm -hmm. Like I literally went from aspiring kid, wanting to be a pro athlete is my only goal in life to having my only goal crushed in a moment. I I graduated 1.8 GPA from high school. I went to summer school every year. I ended up gaining 60 pounds. So I was 60 pounds overweight, struggled, filled with insecurities, Mm -hmm. didn't talk to my father for over three and a half years. I only lived with my mom after that. So I was like, just crushed. And then that crushing then, created this manifestation in my life of being overweight, insecure, no vision, no drive. And I no longer was the person that I used to be. So now I was ashamed, right? Now I'm walking in shame and uh, being self-conscious, which is a good quote to write down. Being self-conscious is literally just being conscious of yourself only, self-conscious. And it led me to this place of literally only thinking about myself, not thinking about serving others, man. And so for me, it really wasn't about that. I had this crazy thing where I never grew up going to a church I really don't think that people should, yeah. should push their beliefs on people. If they didn't have the experience that they had. I'm like, bro, whatever you believe mm-hmm. you had an experience to believe it. I didn't grow up in that stuff. So don't tell me what to believe. because right. I didn't have your experience. So don't be pushing your ideals on me. Like I don't have the same beliefs as you. And so I was searching for something bigger out there. I'd lost weight in my life. I lost 60 pounds in six months. So I'm in, the, but I realized really quick, like I still didn't feel fulfilled. And that freaked me out, mm-hmm. bro. I was like, I'm now fit, and I thought this is what I needed. And what do other people do, right? They try to get the girl. They try to pick up on girls. They try to go out there and build the business. They try to make the money, and they think, like, if I have this thing, then I'll be happy. And the common lie between men is that if I just make more money, my life will be better. And the two lies that men believe is one, that you're never going to make it. And then guess what? You will. Like the stuff we go on this podcast, you will make it. interface two, you're going to lose it all. You're gonna lose it all, and how many guys grip in their life because they're so afraid? They're successful, but they're so afraid they're to afraid lose to it, it that they're gripped by fear. Yeah. So I had this encounter, man. I, I had this encounter where I, I experienced God for myself, and and I was like, man, Jesus, I want to give you my entire life, and that sent me on a completely different trajectory. So I wasn't even a business owner. I literally went to ministry for two year, ministry school for two years. I went to 14 different countries serving the poor. I ended up meeting my wife. So I lost weight, met my wife, got married, and I felt called to business. And I also felt the burden of, I need to provide for my wife. Like I've never even had a job before. I've been traveling countries. And so I was (laughs) failing in these core areas. I had faith, like something you can't buy. I had my relationship, what billionaires can't buy, right? Jeff Bezos got divorced, like all these guys, Uh, even um, Tom Brady, like- we're talking, these guys are losing the biggest chunk of money there in their life. I'm fit. Can't buy that. Right? We look at, at yeah. uh, Steve Jobs with Apple. Dead. He would have given all of his money to live for one more year. And I was sitting there still yep. discontent going, I have no clue how to provide for my wife or make an impact in the earth. I got all this stuff that money can't buy, and I ain't got nothing that money can't buy. <laughs> like I – I got nothing. And, and so, it was, man, I failed for three and a half years in entrepreneurship after that. And it was really because of the, the right mentors, the right teachers, the right trainers, and, and really the blessing of God, the direction of God that really led me to building now a company that we sponsored 42,000 kids to go to after-school programs. It was a podcast that's number 36 mm-hmm. in the United States. Uh, we've done multiple millions of dollars of revenue through the phone. Online, offline, through stages, I've been blessed to work with some of the most amazing people in the world, and and connect to them and learn from them, and it was all from this place of complete brokenness, failure, and failing well, for years in business.
0: Well, you said you said two things um, getting into that uh, you know that business or entrepreneurship journey. Um, one is motocross was really your passion; it's something that you really enjoyed. You were going to the top. And then your your dad crushed your dreams by saying you weren't going to be the best. Did you ever find out a reason why
2: he said that? He doesn't that? even remember. And this is the thing to remember. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to grow as an entrepreneur, wow. your business will never outgrow you. This is why I run a men's community called yeah. King's Brotherhood Advancing God's Businessmen is because I know that if we don't work on the man in the business – The business ain't gonna grow bigger than him, and if it does, then it creates way bigger problems. This is like someone who's saying, "Yeah, I want to win the lottery. Come on, come on! I I won't lose it all." Well, no, dude. Like statistically, the average person who wins the lottery loses the money in five years, wishing they would have never had the money in the first place. Absolutely,
0: because the more money, just it it just amplifies who you already are. It's not going to change. You yeah, and if
2: you want to make the best investment you've ever made in your life it's changing who you are not just changing your external circumstances but but how many wow. people take that like if i were to ask people yo, i can show you how to become very powerful in your life or i can give you 50 billion dollars even me i'm like oh, <laughs> i'll figure out my journey of growth okay. on my own you know it's like it's our common thing Yet that's why people like warren buffett will say the best investment that you that you can ever make is actually in yourself this is like top investor in the world. And so that my, I never figured that out. And here's what I learned from it is that your perception is your reality. I was a kid. Even if you heard something wrong, my dad was like, I didn't mean it that way. I just meant don't base your happiness off of being the best because there's always going to be a day that someone can beat you and other days where you are the best, but you're not always going to be the best. That was like the one feedback I got. And I was like, I didn't think that at all. I was like so young. I had no clue. And so a lot of times family members want to say your feelings are not valid because it's not true. You never went through that. Well, if you believed it, Mm -hmm. then it's real because your perception is reality, even if it wasn't their intention. Right. And now as an adult. the
0: intent doesn't change. Yeah, as an adult, you should learn how to communicate.
2: But I was a kid. So it's like, I just didn't know. And that was my reality to the situation. And. What's crazier about it, man, is I grew up a lot thinking that no one believed in me. And really, at the end of the day, I've noticed that I didn't believe in myself. And I was looking for every other person to validate that. And at the end of the day, I really do think that my dad believed in me. I learned more from my dad than anyone else in my life. I wrote a book called Modern Day Businessman. And since I'm plugging it, I'm happy to give it away for free to people at nicholasbarley.com slash ebook. Don't even buy it. Even if you message me on IG, Nicholas Barely, I will ship you out a physical copy myself with my own money and, and pay for shipping, you know, not even a credit card. Uh, I will send it And
0: hey, what I'll do, Nicholas, I'll also put a, a, a link in the description so they can cool. get to the so book. So I'm,
2: I'm just saying that because I'm plugging it. And it's like inside of that book, I really broke down Like – I've invested like 500K in mentors, teachers, trainers, and I would not be where I'm at without them and still consistently do to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad was one of the first big ones for me, though he made me so uncomfortable. You know, he pushed me and there was things he could have done better. But man, now looking back, i like, that was the stuff that shaped my life. I just had a broken home where the comforter, my mother, was in a different home mm-hmm. in the disciplinary, my father, who wants to sit underneath discipline when you could run to, to your Always. mom. Right. And, and, and yeah. biblically, even speaking, discipline is great. There's a big difference between discipline and punishment. It says that those who grow up without discipline are like an orphan. Right. Twenty five percent of homes in America right now are fatherless, 80 percent in some communities. But there's also yeah. men there in the homes that are there, but not present. And if they do not discipline uh-huh. again, big difference. Correction yeah. is very different than punishment. They do not discipline; it's like their kids are growing up like an orphan anyway. So we have many people with families in the home that are still orphans, and so the goal is to bring that correction into that household and raise that men that are not sitting there walking around like an orphan, but truly like a, a real, true son.
0: When when you bring somebody into the um, the the mentorship program that you have, uh, you know, biblically is kings. king's brotherhood. King's Brotherhood. what's the what's the first thing you start working on with somebody? Yeah, I mean this
2: is what we do right now. So our mission right now is we have tons of free stuff. I'm launching a show right now called God's Business, and that's gonna be a phenomenal show, podcast, YouTube channel that's gonna rival the number one categories inside of business, education, and inside of spirituality. Like we're just gonna take them all down. And so we're doing that just to really provide a lot of free stuff. But really, my main focus right now is we're building the most powerful group of Christian businessmen on the planet. We have a concept called a four-dimensional businessman around making God the multiplier of our success and building things around health. Because, again, that was my first part of it. I would have never been on this podcast if I was still where I was at in my health. I was so insecure. So if we can't outsource our health as a man, we probably should get good at it. Our relationships, intimate relationships, our family relationships, we want to prosper in those things. We don't want to sacrifice our our families on the altar of success. There's another quote that I love, which is, there's no such thing as success with failure in the home. I mm. love it. and And we feel yeah. called to business. So every man in my community is a business owner. They have to own a business. And that's just because that's okay. where we feel called. Like, that's where I feel called to in my own life and also when i look at churches let's say i never went to a church till i was 18 when i look at churches like i didn't fit in as a business owner most of the people there yeah. didn't understand what i was pursuing in my life i couldn't be like hey i want to spend a million dollars this month on advertising they'd be like what like why don't you use that for other what? things why? like you could do more you can impact more people and i'm like no you don't get it we are impacted like we generate revenue from this i just can't be myself but i connect with them on faith on the opposite side in the business yeah. world, man, it was very difficult. I was learning how to make money. Oh, i got to make money and i got to go do this. But I was not – I could be a light in my faith, but I couldn't have it sharpened. And I felt like, man, I'm becoming mm. dull. Like I'm not – I don't even like, – I haven't Like even been growing in this area. I've been just trying to make money. How can I get around people that are like mine? So my goal is to create that community and facilitate. So we do that through our elite programs. I do three events throughout the, throughout the year. where my next one, I'm even – I'm renting out a 1,500-acre yeah. ranch. Rents out the whole thing, all mm-hmm. the stays, all the cabins, all the staff, all the cowboys, all the speakers. There's a famous speaker named John Brevere. He's coming into our community next week. We have billionaire speakers, the best in the world around health, faith, family and business and bringing them in. And, and really, it's the people. So really, I get them. I get them Great. to dive into a new identity. So step number one is a new identity because you'll never outgrow your identity. Yeah. You'll always pull back to your identity. This is why people, even inside of their, their finances, you're just starting a business. Well, whatever your watermark is, is what you'll, you'll sabotage, sabotage yourself to either create or you'll make yourself great. So a lot of people, let's say they want to make $10,000 in a month. If they're yeah. at $5,000 on day 25, they'll usually figure out a way to, to hit 10K by the end of the month. Say, saying to me that they can make 5000 bucks in a few days. Maybe that is lower for other people, 3K. Maybe it's higher for other people, maybe yeah. 100K or a million. But I've had times where I'm like, man, like this is our average. Like This is what we hit. And we figure out a way to hit it. If we need to hit it, we figure it out. On the opposite side, and other people have experienced this, you have a good month. Boom, you hit the 10K on the first three days. Usually they sabotage, they get distracted, and they end up kind of just averaging out right at the 10K. And I'm like, oh, like, this is your standard of life. We need to elevate that standard. We need to step in this new identity. One of my great friends yeah. names Russell Brunson, he owns a company named ClickFunnels. This is a multi-hundred million dollar a year company. And he was talking to me yeah. one time and he goes, man, like I once bought a bicycle and I never rode it because he was like, I'm just not into bicycles. Like, But I had the best bike. It's like a $15,000 bike, if you can imagine. I'm like who buys a $15,000 bike?" Yeah, you know, he didn't even have an engine. I'm like, you're tripping. So, uh, so he's talking yeah. about it. he's like, he's like, one day I just decided I'm gonna become a biker. Now, if you don't know Russell, he's also like a Mormon, so he's like kind of like, you know like uh, a square, like a he doesn't really know that much about the whole world, right? He's a he's a Mormon, very like. In his own culture. Yep. So he calls himself a biker. If he doesn't know, like a biker, I tell him, yo, don't say that. That's like people on a big child's motorcycle. That. That's not people on a <laughs> cyclist is what you're talking about. You want to be a cyclist, Russell. And I'm just giving him, uh, he's a great friend. So I'm kind of sure. just messing with him. But, but ultimately he said, you know what I did? I went out, I bought the spandex. I bought the water bottle. I bought mm-hmm. the glasses. I bought the helmet. I bought the shoes. He put on the identity of a cyclist. And he started doing it. He got the watch. He got the Garmin app. He really placed himself in where he put himself in the identity of that. And we will never shift until we shift our identity. So coming into a four-dimensional businessman, which is our identity, we have guys that come into our programs and they're like, whatever it is, struggling in the relationship, struggling building the business struggling with the business and the relationship together, struggling in the faith and business aspect together. And they come in, they're, they're watching us for like a year. They listen to me on a podcast and they're like, okay, this is something I want to do. They don't, they don't change though. Just an idea. And when they make that investor, they jump in. They're like, this is who I'm going to be. And that is the most important mm-hmm. first step, man. Is just that this is yep. who I am. Now you sell it in freaking. Um, there's an amazing movie called Sandlot. Have you ever seen that, it's like a, Bro, stay oh, on
1: yeah.
2: Bro, of think about <laughs> it. This is what happened when they put on the PF flyers, the shoes that made them run faster, jump higher. Yeah. They put on this identity. This is why a childlike faith is so important. Is because you look at kids, they look at a professional athlete, they throw on the same shoes as them and they go out and they do what they do and they feel like they are that person. And if we can put on that identity that that drives us higher, now all of a sudden we can start operating differently. And I've realized that community is a big part of that. You go to a negative community, let's say gangs, what do you get recognition and praise for, right? You come from a military background. There's a quote that says like, for attention babies cry for, but men will die for it. Like to do something Mm -hmm. impactful. And it's like, when I look at that and I look at the identity and I look at this place where it's like, where do we get recognition in a community? And if we get recognition for being healthy, having great families, serving our wives, serving our kids, uh, building businesses that are impactful, then all of a sudden we're going to start doing those things because that's where we get recognition. If we get recognition for killing, yep. stealing, destroying, et cetera, we just want to fit in with our community. So a lot of times if you can shift so your more community, you'll start adapting to it. Bro, when I, you're talking about some of these people that are starting out. When I was starting out in business, I literally thought people that made $10,000 a month, I should ask for their autograph. I had never even heard of that. but yeah. I was like, I was living off like $750 a month. I was like, bro, you guys are crushing yeah. it. And what I realized is that as I started doing what they were doing, getting around them, I started making around $3,000 a month. I caught myself years later. Yep. Where I was around these guys that they they did this thing where they didn't eat breakfast until they made ten thousand dollars in the day. Then I was like, "Yo, wow. this is sick. So I tried it. After I didn't eat for three days, I was like, "All right, I got to dial this back <laughs> a little bit." I'm like, "I haven't <laughs> eaten in three days," and I remember I remember sitting there going, "Oh my goodness, my business is making about three thousand dollars a day." And I was like, "Yeah." I'm literally just the same if margin-wise, like percentage-wise, I'm the same loser that I was then, like around these guys, like I'm still like a loser. I'm just in a different room. I was like, "You know what? What would be the coolest thing is like, what if I just became a bigger and bigger loser of the rooms that I was in and just naturally would start uh-huh. adapting to their mindset?" It's like if you want to see someone's yeah. fitness level, just see who they hang out with. Very rarely do you see guys that are higher fitness level than all their friends. You want to see people's relationship, they're plus or minus 10% of who they're around. You want to see their income, you know, just show me who you're around and I'll plus or minus 10% of it and I'll probably be pretty accurate. And I just started up leveling that, bro. I started searching for it. Who are those people? And for the practical thing, if you know one person right now that's successful around you, that's living that life that you want, they have those friends. So just connect with the one and get yourself immersed in their friendship. That's where I started. It's like who's the top performer yeah. around me I'm going to start hanging out with them and their friends and then I'm going to take the top performer around that group of friends and where they connected and And I used my energy and my time at first to invest in it and now I use my money right? I don't want to buy back my time I want to invest in groups why do people go to country yeah. clubs for $100,000 why, oh, why did course, yeah. Michael Jordan buy an entire golf course for like I think it was like $100 million and they like split it between like 100 people that can only golf it it's like you know the people that you golf with and people you're around are going to be this like very high level person and uh, i think you even wrote it in your link success leaves clues yeah success leaves yeah. clues, but like i think like if there's anything that the show really models is simply that i looked at that and i go man the highest level people in the world why are they investing in these dumb country clubs? Like you're paying that much money to go golf. You go to a f- golf course where you don't have to. They're doing it for the access, yeah, bro. The access to the people. And I go, huh? I could think that's dumb, but they're rich and I'm not. So <laughs> like, there's something <laughs> there. Successfully lose, something. Right?
0: Absolutely. All you got. Sometimes all you got to do is just uh, play an adult game and follow the leader. You know, somebody's already doing it. All you got to do is emulate good. and, you know, proximity helps
2: too. So good, bro. You think, like you look at, yeah. man, if you go read some Proverbs, like the wisdom of Solomon is so big on this, like that, like plans mm-hmm. fail for the lack of counsel. You know, just like so often we go out yeah. things and we don't get that like wise counsel of people around us. But really it starts with that. First, getting yourself a retirement, that's probably been the best investment that I've made inside the company. It's like, I need info, right? You get a lot of it through books and YouTube and lots of free stuff. But association, there's a story of this group of lions in Africa. And I really, a testament, this this is what I'm trying to build, King's Brotherhood and in building, is that in Africa, the average lion's 400 pounds. They found this part of lions that they've been following that moved into this area of, it's called the Congo. The Congo is like the third largest rainforest, but one of the most deadly in the world. And the most like premier predator is actually a hippopotamus. Did not expect that. Like I played hungry hippo growing up and I didn't know they were like crazy and could charge underwater like 30 miles an hour. And not even a pride of lions hunts hippos. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. So when you research them, they're in this crazy environment. So most prides of lions could never survive in that environment that environment has caused them to adapt so they have their the certain yep. lines that are in that pride so and then they've adapted to that environment so guess they're 150 pounds heavier on average than the average line so they're like wow. 550 pounds the average line's 400 yeah dude that's massive like massively percentagely huge they do three things that other lines don't do number one is they swim so like other lines they're like cats. You know, they're not trying to go in the water all the time. They swim because they've had yeah. to adapt to this crazy environment of predators and craziness. The second is they climb trees to scout and hunt prey and to get away from predators. So they like imagine mm-hmm. a lion that's up like in a tree looking at you, like not on the floor, like up there. And the third thing, yep. though, that was the craziest is their
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: For the only pride of lions that hunts hippos. And my t- my takeaway from this is that if you, even if you're a baller, you're the smartest dude, talented. You're a 750-pound lion. You still can't hunt a hippo. Can't do it. Yeah. But if you're a 400-pound lion, you're going to have to go for, uh, after small dreams. Like if you have a big dream, that would be like the size of a hippo. Like, cool, bro. You can't do it on your own. And if you're around a bunch of losers in an easy environment, you're just going to hunt the average prey. But if you have a big dream in your life, yeah. it's time to get yourself in an environment that pushes you, that shapes you and molds you to be uncomfortable so that you adapt to that environment and you get around the eight players that are necessary to carry out your mission on the earth. And, and for me, I'm building it, but I also invest in it. I'm invested in a mastermind right now a program of other people that are like-minded, that are building businesses. The average business does $15 million a year in the group. And I'm personally investing in that because I need that place to be poured into as I also am pouring into other people. And so no matter where it is, even, you know, if it's nothing to do with me. Find your place. Who has the results that you want to have? We had talked about this beforehand. If people want to answer the question, what's more, what what's more, what costs more, ignorance or education? When I was first starting out in business, for like, I wasn't profitable for three and a half years after I had failed a business. I went back. I was cleaning carpets, making twenty k a year, working full time, living in Southern California. Got kicked out of my town home. I was married. I had to provide for a wife. I had a seventy five dollar a week food budget split. And a $25 a week eating out budget split between us, $12.50 a week. And we're sitting there paying off like $100 in credit card debt every month. And I was in this place, bro, where it was like, man, I just, I felt like all the walls were closing in. It felt like like no matter what I did, I wasn't going to progress forward. And it wasn't until I got around the A players that everything started changing.
0: But th- that was a tough situation. A lot of people are in similar situations. I mean, if you talk about the national uh, average income is probably around forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 a year. So um, a lot of people are in that similar situation. How did you identify that and know that you could pull yourself out? Because most people just feel stuck.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, they're listening to this show. They're already doing the right thing. I, and if you're listening to this long, yeah. long in the show, you're already doing the right thing. It is very difficult. The hardest thing was that I failed. And I really believe God had led me to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. So even think about that, like the, yeah. the, the kind of shame and guilt where you're like, I was traveling the world doing missions work. And I felt called to business because I thought, man, if I could send out missionaries that can't afford to go, maybe that's more impactful than me going. I was like, I'll be that guy. Man. So three and a half years in, but I failed yeah. the business. I'm cleaning carpets, making 20K a year. I had lost all vision for my life. I had tried investing in myself before, education, mentors, courses, all that stuff. And I was like, I failed. But not only that, like, I had a vision that I felt like God gave me, and it wasn't happening. So I felt like I had been left by God as well, which, like, it's one thing to feel betrayed by a person. But when you're like, I put all my faith in this, and, like, I feel betrayed, and it's just this weird feeling of, like, I know that's not true, but, like, what am I doing wrong? And I really didn't know how I was supposed to show up. And it was really, like, really difficult place. And when I look at that, like, that was the hardest thing for me was that literal transition. I remember uh, I was sitting there dumping my carpet cleaning van because it was clean carpets. And I could project out in my future exactly what my life was going to be like. And it scared me because I knew I'd never get to where I want to be. And at this point, like, I was so gripped by fear that I was no longer even the man that my wife had married. I wasn't. I, knew, I was zealous before. Yeah. I had no vision. I didn't know where I was going to go. I was yeah. holding on to everything. I went to a business event. It was free. And they charged $30 for parking. And I was like, bro, you ain't getting my money. I was like, there's no way. I know exactly why I didn't make 30 bucks. Wow. So my decisions were shaping my reality. I didn't think the people, the knowledge, anything in that room was worth 30 bucks. And no wonder I was getting the crappy results. So I'm sitting there and I'm like praying and I'm sitting there like, what's wrong? And this weird quote to me that would count feel so counterintuitive to like a biblical thing said, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And I asked myself, like, <clears throat> what would it look like if I took responsibility for the goals that I had in my life right now and my health and my family and my business? Like, what would that look like? What would I do? Because at this point I was giving responsibility <clears throat> to everyone else. I was like, Man, if we just got invited on a big podcast, if I just had a video go viral, like if people would just buy my stuff, like they would see it's good. So, notice I was like not taking responsibility for the transformation I wanted yeah, to create.
0: You're looking for some outside influence to be the answer to, to, to be to And the if you want to decrease
2: stress in your life, take responsibility for what's going on in your life. Yeah. And, and a quote came to me that in many superhero movies it says, with great power comes great responsibility. Obviously, hmm. like if you have great power, but how do you get into great power? And really, the, the quote, the reason it's only in superhero movies is because it's backwards. When you take great responsibility, that's where you enter into great power. I walked back into that room, yeah. and I was like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I took a journal, and I said, this is how 2015 is going to be the best year of my life. I was like, I, I, I wrote Man. down the journal. It's like, I want to make 100K this year. That was my goal. And every day, I wrote down my thinking, grow rich statement. And I wrote down to is that I could do personally. The only, I was like, this is all I know. I'm going to work during work hours. I'm going to yeah. do whatever I can to make this happen. And I, I just took responsibility for that, man. And it really got to the point where then all of a sudden an opportunity came away. I think about this. Months earlier, I didn't invest 30 bucks. Someone then in, uh, asked us to invest in a mastermind that was $5,000 for an event and then a $20,000 mastermind. One event. And And I was yeah. like, Back in the day, I wouldn't have done that. How? <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, let's do it. Maxed out all the credit cards. And I did exactly like $101,000 that year. And then we took off and did over $250,000 that next year. And I was just like, think about it, man. Like Within 14 months from carpet cleaning, 14 months later, I had my first six-figure month in business. It would have taken yeah. me five years. I think at, at the time, it was like nine. It would have taken me nine years to produce the same amount of money that I produced in one one weekend, one month of yeah, collected exactly. income. Like it was absurd, bro. So that's where it really shifted for me. It was taking that responsibility. But then where did I then invest? Where your money is, your heart is also. Many people, they just want to like, what costs more? Ignorance or education? I talked about it. Three years yeah. that I failed didn't produce any profit. I invested in a mastermind, a right mentorship, the right people, and I went to 100K and then a few hundred thousand. So ignorance costs me not the 20K, like 20K is what it costs to invest, right? The investment. But what did it produce? The upside was profit. So ignorance was costing me actually a couple hundred thousand dollars per year, and that's the difference exactly the, the
0: opportunity cost a
2: successful person and unsuccessful person that's the difference in the mindset this unsuccessful person says what does it cost and the, yeah. the successful person says what's it going to cost me if i don't do it because mm. that's where the true cost yep. is missed opportunity
0: yeah missed opportunity and if just think if you multiply that times how many years that you were holding right. yourself back from even you know right. giving that a chance
2: yeah because even when i made 20k a year it wasn't like i was had 20k in my bank account at the end of the year i was just literally spending all the money to live like i had no money i was in i had a negative net worth like i had more debt than i had assets (laughs) you're not alone and i wasn't getting paid either wasn't like i had a multi-family property or like something like that i i wasn't getting paid monthly from any of that stuff i was just pure Dumb debt. And and man, it was just like, am I going to, you know, I keep going down the way that I'm going, what will life be like? And it's if it's negative, it's like, then what, what real risks do you have going after that business in your heart, that dream in your heart? I think a great quote of financial freedom that my friend Jim Baker says is he says, financial freedom is not having to ask money for permission to obey God or pursue the dreams in your heart.
1: And how often
2: do we say, yeah, that's a good... do I have, Oh, I don't have the money to do that. Oh, I would do this, but I don't have money to do that. It's like financial freedom really is just, you don't have to ask money for permission anymore.
0: Yeah, you can just do what's on your heart. Like, um, I also say for, for me, I mean, there's been times mission trips have came up and I've passed them up because I've got to, I've got to go make money. And it's like, okay, I can't take two weeks off to be, you know, at this, on this mission trip, but you should have the freedom to be able to do what you want when you
2: want. 100%. And knowing what, what your role is like now, there's lots of people's on missions right now. And the reason I'm building something called yeah. King's Brotherhood is we're underneath the King's authority and we're meant to build businesses. And some of them will do ministry at the same time. Cause they're all Christian guys, but some of them, they haven't prayed in 10 years, bro. Like they meet us and they're like, I just prayed to my wife for the first time ever. You know, it's like, but they're, that's where they feel called. And just knowing our roles, there's kings and priests and and kings out there taking dominion in the business world. And I feel like, man, there's something on that right now where this is what God's doing. And and for me, that's, again, my conviction is because of my experience, bro. God literally ripped my heart out of my chest and gave me a brand new one, like completely different person. And that's my experience. Other people, bro, like have your own experience. Like you can't. Right, you're, you're yeah. a, a pastor, a church. They, they're not God. A lot of people get offended at church. Yeah. They get offended at their friend friends, a bad Christian. So because of that, they're like, God sucks because my friend sucks. No, your friend just sucks, bro. God's fine. <laughs> your church just sucked. It's okay. God, God's not not your yeah. church, not your pastor. God's God, and it's like yeah, be open totally. to that. Yeah.
0: So, so you got um. You- what's what's the business because you also have uh you know you got King's brotherhood, but then you also have
2: a business too King's work. brotherhood in itself is a business it's a business community we equip men to grow companies my my partner and I together but even just my partner Brandon he's on the business side and for him he did 200 million dollars in revenue, fourth fastest growing company mm-hmm. in the United States, seven hundred thousand customers and exited before 29 years old. And we're coming together and wow. helping these men grow their companies without sacrificing their personal life. So don't get it wrong. Like all of our guys in King's Brotherhood Elite, they invest twenty-five to $30,000 a year to be a part of that program. So in that self, that is a, a business for sure. And I want those guys to pay us as much money as humanly possible. Why? Because we give them something better in return. 100%. Right? Money is like only good for what it can get you. And there's just no better place. To build a brotherhood, to have the connections, to have the resources, to be able to build a bulletproof business, to be able to build a bulletproof family. That's what we do. But on the other side, I really teach what we do as well. Like I have a company called Billion Dollar Sales, and it's really all around like, how have we been able to craft these? Like, I was a kid who grew up in a middle-class family with a broken family, lost all my dreams, 60 pounds overweight, graduated with 1.8 GPA, never went to college, was a missionary, Came back in the business world, failed. I I mean, I was, I was putting effort, I was selling $5 wristbands on on Instagram. I was like trying to DM people and act like I was like an employee for my own company selling wristbands. I, I was doing whatever I could to sell things. I held over a hundred events that were not profitable and through gaining the right frameworks, right? Like I knew what God was telling me to do, but I didn't know the tactics, right? I couldn't go to the Bible and be like, how do I press go on the Facebook ad? Like, yep. I needed the skill sets to be built up. Now, God gave me the frame and the people and the resources and the understanding on how to do that, but I didn't understand it. I needed to be equipped. I needed to be a co laborer. I didn't know that God gave me a tree and he was like, make a chair. He didn't give me the chair, but he gave me the resources to make a chair. He's just like, yo, bro, you're creative too. Like, Adam named yeah, all the, the animals. Business. He's like, he didn't say, Adam, Adam, name this one zebra. And Albert was like, zebra. Like, no, like Adam was creative. And he's like, zebra, elephant. Like he was able to do his thing. And God was like, yes, I made you in my image. You're meant to go create as well. I didn't know that. And so I, was, yeah. I, I went out there and I took the things that I had created. And I, I started teaching other people. I'm like, man, if I, I couldn't speak on camera, I rented a studio in 2015, eight hours to record three videos that were five minutes, I was allergic to the camera. I couldn't, I couldn't string together a sentence yeah. for the life of me, bro. So I couldn't speak in front of people, couldn't speak on video, couldn't speak on stage, couldn't close deals, closed millions on the phone, closed millions from stage, spoken on stages of 5,000 plus people, I had 36 ranked podcast, reached millions yep. of guys every year. And I'm just like, whoa. I didn't know that God was allowing me to understand the footsteps of where people were at to equip them to get to where they wanted to be. Yeah. I was like, man, who would have thought like me? You know, I'm like five, seven. My first brand I ever built was a weight loss company after I was cleaning carpets, was helping men lose weight. I was, I'm like, I'm 140 pounds at the time. I was like, you're going to make me when there's all these guys that are buff, steroided out, one Mr. Olympia, and you're going to make me go create an online business. Me too. Bro, I that thing roaring at $35,000 a month helping men lose weight. Yeah. And I'm like, I lost 60 pounds, but no one can see that unless they see how before but my after picture just looks right like I'm a kid who's never worked out in his life. And I work out freaking five days yeah. a week, bro. I put the work in and I'm like, I still, like, you know, I got like a little something. But the five seven helps, you know. Make, if I was six four, this would be like two hundred forty pounds of muscle, baby. But like I'm five yeah. seven, God will choose these seemingly insignificant people, bro. Like, mm. and for every person out there, whether you believe in God or not, like God's placed gifts in your life that you can use with Him or without Him. They're called gifts for a reason. Absolutely. If I give my son a car. Bro, he could do whatever he wants with it. It's called a gift for a reason. If he destroys it, that's his fault. He does it destructively. It's his fault. If you can communicate, man, you could use it to build people up or you can use it to tear people down. It is up to you. But what I can tell you is if you want fulfillment in life, it's inside of the word of God, hearing from God and, and, and going after his purpose in your life. That's where the good stuff is, bro. I made plenty of money. I don't ever need anyone to buy anything from me ever again in my life. And I'm like, man, but where it's at? is walking in purpose, knowing that I was created on purpose for a purpose and walking in that, bro, there's nothing like that. That's what feels good. And that's why I created King's Brotherhood. So I I ran men's brotherhoods for six years before that. And I was like, you know what? I don't believe I'm telling the full picture. Like, am I really helping men gain the whole world and lose their soul? I'm like, it's time to equip Christian men to grow in faith and in their business without sacrificing those personal areas of life. And there's just nothing like it, man. God has so many promises. Like, if you build my house, I'll build your house. I'm like, bro, my house is blessed mm-hmm. right now because I'm building his house, not just focused on mine. He'll take care of mine, bro. Like, he'll take care of yours. Absolutely. If you take care of his.
0: Yeah, that's great, Nicholas. And it's so much more, too, than just that one, that one isolated business, you know, that the person may have in King's Brotherhood, because now their customers that they're reaching are getting. That new person, that, that renewed mind that is, is now going out and God is touching them through their business. They're they're expanding all throughout the kingdom, not just the one person you're helping.
2: Million percent, bro. Just think about this, like talk about four dimensions. I, I had a client of mine, he's actually from the military, so you he made me think of him. He was uh, in the navy. He was a medic, is right around where he was at, or something like that. And he had side yeah. business, he had a girlfriend at the time. Parting all the time bro clubs etc was so actually embarrassed like like because he was creating an online digital marketing company he thought if people knew he was full-time in the military then they would never buy from because they're like yo why do you like have a job and you're like the great marketer yeah. so like everyone actually didn't like him for a long time because he would never take a call until like 7 p.m like bro are you too like busy for me or mm-hmm. something i'm telling he was t- he was paying me Tens of thousands of dollars, and I didn't know that he was still in the military. He was so secretive with it. So, so one day uh, he comes to an event. At that point, he made eight hundred fifty-six, uh, eight hundred sixty-three thousand dollars so far that year working with us. Still in the military, never told us. So, so impacted. He finally committed to his girl. I was actually in his wedding as a groomsman. He now has a second daughter on the way. Mm-hmm. Had his first daughter. They're at the age where it was like, hey, if you don't have kids soon, like, you're to do it. But she's like, I ain't going to have kids with a guy who's not committed to me. And he's partying and doing his thing. He did $33 million last year. Hit Inc. 5,000. It's $2 on the way and he's married. And it's like, man, the difference in those two lives of where they could have gone. Right? And it's like, that that to me is like, that's just the external things. There's things that are far more important that will last way longer. But... But there's things that you get to experience now. God says, bring heaven to earth. And I'm like, yo, I I never seen heaven described in poverty. I'll tell you that. Like, I ain't searching for that. I've seen streets paved with coal, right? But that's not the focus. Absolutely. Like, the focus is, yeah. is the service. It's the mission. What have you been called to do? Who are the people that you've been called to serve? And when you focus on equipping yourself for that, that's what happens. You look at Solomon, richest dude in the world. He was like, I need, I've got this kingdom. I'm called to serve these people. I need the wisdom and judgment and knowledge to be able to to serve this correctly. And what did he, he became the richest dude in the world. He wasn't like, yo, God, i want to be the richest dude in the world.
0: No. No, he asked for wisdom.
2: And, but to yes. serve the people. He was clear on what he was meant to do. So so what are you clear <laughs> on? What, what are you supposed to do? Maybe right now, God says, sometimes he's a light to your path. And other times he's a lamp to your feet. Figure out what season you're in. If, if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I yeah. see clearly. Like right now with King's Brotherhood with God's Business Podcast, like, bro, I see the lights to my path. I'm like, I'm about to go get it, bro. Get it. I'm getting it. So, Other times in my life, though, he was like a lamp to my feet. I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I have no clue why I'm doing this. But this is what I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to just do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm carpet cleaning. I built a flooring company. I did that, provided for my wife and I. Like you know what I feel it's called to serve men. I'm gonna go get some counsel on that, start a men's weight loss company. from there, I thought, man, you know it would be great. I should get all these guys together that are losing weight because they're all like minded, created an event, launched the Brotherhood, ran the Brotherhood for years, yep. learned how to sell, created a sales platform, and then boom, launched King's Brotherhood. <laughs> now I light to my path. I'm like, oh shoot I'm like failure 60 pounds per rate, 1.6 1.8 gpa no girlfriend for seven years then married by 20 lost the weight failed in business built a business and i'm like yo i failed at mm. all that that was lamp to my feet believe me i wasn't sitting there like oh i know why this is happening yeah. I know i'm like is, no yeah. bro it's like yeah, no walk to the valley's shadow of death it's like no yeah like it's great to talk about darkest before dawn when it's fun but bro when yeah. you're in it it doesn't feel like that just know like Take the steps in front of you, whether it's the lamp to your feet, if you're the light to the path. then great, bro. But Most of my life's been lamp to my feet with like one big light out there of like a goal that I have, and I'm like, I have no clue how to get there. But I see the light out there somewhere, and that's okay too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta have that level of of faith and just knowing that it's gonna,
2: it's gonna happen for you. Good things come from well, God, man. It's like, what other choice do you have? I don't see any other options, you know. All day. Well, I got
0: something I like to do, uh, Nicholas, on every episode. The name of the show, like you mentioned earlier, "Success Leads Clues Podcast." So good. Name, Podcast. So good. <laughs> Thanks. So I like to I like to point out a couple of clues that I picked up during our conversation, but I'm quite sure the audience is going to pick up on a ton of things themselves. So one um, that I picked up really is um, kind of what you just ended on. Is just you know, you know, trusting in God and your faith and just knowing that you're not always going to see the clear next step, the clear path, um, but you just got to remain faithful and you have to know that it's going to work out, uh, you know, for for the good in the end. Um, Another thing that I really picked up from you is uh, kind of the service that you're doing and it's not all about you. You did this even way back before business when you were doing uh, missionary work and things like that, but it takes a lot out of a person to say, look, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to do this and help you be successful. And in turn, it's helped you just, you know,
2: create mounds of success, man. It's just been awesome for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And and I'm doing the same thing, success leaves clues. I'm I'm hiring the people. I'm investing in the mentors. I'm joining the communities.
1: It doesn't end, right? Yeah. The
2: last the last thing that you want to find is someone who is not doing the very things that they're talking about to become successful. I'm on my own journey, man. I'm I'm just a dude that's trying to be a great dad, be a great father, be a follower of God, and build a business. And that's what I feel called to do. And partially that's why I built King's Brother, man. It's not even not mine. I'm stewarding the vision, but man, it's everyone's. It's everyone in the community. And I get to be around them. And I think our average mm. guy in the community right now does like $1.3 million a year. And Christian yeah. man, I'm like, bro, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know. Yeah, that's bro. Great. There's I was like, there's no way this would ever work. But uh, there's two scriptures that really hit me is obedience is better than sacrifice and disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft. And I was like, man, like that just hits me. I'm like, obedience is, is better than sacrifice. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm like, no, just like being obedient, you know, just like, I, I, I want to do the right thing. And and I feel like that's a really good positioning to start out in. So I appreciate you for having me, man. This has been a, a real pleasure for sure.
0: It is. Thanks a lot. And um, of course, you know, we're going to keep in touch. Everybody's not going to get a chance to hear all of our conversations, but uh, we'll get together. So. Absolutely,
2: man. And and like I said, for the, when it comes to modern-day business, man, I'm happy to share it with, with people at slash ebook. Happy to get them the, the digital copy. And the Nicholas Brayley on Instagram I talked about that if someone DMs me. I'm happy to send that out to them as well. I have a garage where I set aside some for just podcasts and stuff like this where I can send them a physical copy you want to highlight, you want to do all that. It's like I talked about some crazy stuff in there that I invested a lot to create. And it really breaks down some of the things we talked about in actionable steps today. So I appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah, thank you. So like I said, I'll have a link for that. I just want to remind everybody out there, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Be sure to follow Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Washington or the podcast page at Success Leaves Clues podcast. We'll see you here next time.
1: Done.